Welcome everybody to this edition of Human Wisdom Live. And uh, we have guests here from around the world. We're going to be talking about anger, which is part of being human, neither right or wrong, but um, it can impact our lives in so many different ways, which we're going to explore. My guest today is Robin Johnson, who's mm -hmm. a, a spiritual life coach from Philadelphia in the United States. And she's also a human wisdom coach and she's been traveling with the Human Wisdom Project now for quite some time. So Robin, welcome. Thank you, Manish. Okay, welcome. So today we're gonna to be exploring four or five key questions. First of all, why bother exploring the subject? What causes anger? How does it impact us, us and others? What is the background mechanism in our thinking that we're not aware of when we're getting angry? And lastly, how can we respond with wisdom? So Robin and I are gonna explore these questions for about 30 minutes. I'm gonna show you around the Human Wisdom app for a couple of minutes, and then we're gonna open it for discussion. And um, we'll see what you have to say. So please keep your questions and comments for that space. And there'll be plenty of time for all that. So Robin, if we could start with the first question, why should we bother exploring this subject? That's a good question. Do you have an answer? <laughs> well, I just think it can, anger is a protective reflex, of course, protects us from harm, but it can harm us, harm others. So many relationships I know have just fallen away because people have stopped talking to each other, sometimes mm -hmm. for decades, family members, friends, just because of they got angry about something, it may have been something quite trivial. But of course, it's also behind war. Um, one leader gets angry with another and there's a war. We say a country goes to war, but actually it's a leader of one country that goes to war with a leader of another because he doesn't like them. Mm -hmm. So in all sorts of ways, anger can impact us and others. And so it's a subject really worth exploring. Yes. What, are the, what are the common causes of anger? What have you come across? Well, uh, for me, it's certain categories of anger. So for instance, I call it the four overs. So overlooked, overloaded, overwhelmed, mm. or overburdened. Any of those combinations trigger my anger. If I feel overlooked, I'm not included. If I feel overloaded that I'm given way too much to do and I perceive other people don't have nearly as much to do, why me? I'm overloaded, I'm mad, I'm angry. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can do it but not in the time frame allowed. Or if I'm overburdened, I mean overbearing. And that means somebody's not giving me a choice in something. Those kinds of things for me trigger my anger. Of course, if somebody's anger angry with us, that immediately creates an angry response from us. Mm. So if you want an angry response from somebody, the best way is to be angry at them. <laughs> and then you'll get it reflected back at you, won't you? But of course, anger also comes from disappointment. Whenever I have an expectation that's not met, or I feel hurt in some way, maybe I'm criticized. Um, or there's a sense of injustice. Mm. I mean, you 
part of the African-American community, there's been so much injustice that mm -hmm. people have experienced over the years. And I'm sure that must create this community-wide sense of anger at the injustice that's happened, whether it's apartheid in South Africa or whatever part of the world you might say. Okay. What, how does anger impact us, do you think? How does it impact a person individually? If you're angry, how does it affect you? Um, I'm kind of a, a spiritualist, but I'm also kind of on the science side. And I think that like all living organisms, there needs to be a level of balance, uh, as they call in science, a homeostasis. And if that balance becomes imbalanced, it can lead to the death of that organism right? or disease. So the impact of anger creates an imbalance. And therefore we must take, figure out ways to adjust that imbalance within ourselves and within those we're communicating with. So I suppose anger causes violence, right? One of the common causes one of the common ways anger is expressed is in violence. And you know, there's some statistic that 20% of marriages in the US uh, have suffer from abuse, domestic abuse, or you know, whether it's physical or, um, or whatever it might be. So anger can express itself. Uh, anger can express itself as um, violence, um, of course, it damages our physical and mental health. So if I am angry, it really causes me to get stressed. My brain's on fire. And of course, stress damages our physical and our mental health. Can I comment on that, Manoj? Yes, please. For me, I have always been one who, who've, who've had a problem uh, feeling anger from others because I'm an empath. Meaning anger to me, I feel people's emotions. So anger to me, it's like listening to someone in stereo. It's like being too close to the speaker when someone gets angry. And therefore my body has an actual autotomic response to that anger. So that led me on my own journey, trying to figure out how to manage it, you know, because I can't handle the vibration that comes with the anger. And I think for some of us, there may be others on this call who are also, um, they, they have a, a real a light sensitive system and they feel perceptions of energies that other people may not feel or may not even understand. So I would encourage all of those who are like me who are empathic to understand that is who you are and you can make your own adjustments, which, which we'll talk about later to, to the anger that you're perceiving. So it'll be a great occasion to ask people a question and ask them to put their answers in the chat. How does anger impact you? How do you feel when someone is angry with, when you're angry yourself or someone's angry with you? How does anger impact you? And we'd love to hear what you think. Mm -hmm. um, take a moment to do that. Um, someone said it's, it can make us frustrated, uh, brain fades, 
John Lee said causes aggression, whether physical or energetic. Uh, as you were saying, energetic, uh, Robin. Um, John says it lowers his energy. And uh, Catherine consumes my thoughts, makes me feel like lashing out, brings animosity. Um, the need to be defensive. That's interesting, isn't it? Makes us defensive. Or a need to flee, drained out. Um, all gives you a, a headache. Um, yes, so it impacts us in all sorts of ways. Um, and of course, yes, we can always justify our anger, can't we? Ah, we have Tina Marie joining. Oh, really nice. So, um, yes, and as you said, Johnny, it can be resourceful, but if you can respond to it with wisdom, then it has its rightful place in your life. Otherwise, your anger can control you and, and all your thoughts and your actions. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear from Elizabeth about why or how later on um, she was able to get on top of her anger and, and so on. Okay, mm -hmm. so yes, all sorts of ways in which anger affects us, but we can also, it also leads to war, right? As we've seen now, there's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine, and it's because one leader is angry with um, others, or there's a perception of injustice or perception of fear. Um, but anger also makes people bully others, doesn't it, Robin? You've, you've I, I had some... Yeah, I have an expression. I said, to some people, anger is a tool used to force compliance. Right. 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 So as in the case of bullies, yes. or as in the case of narcissists, they, they are very clear that they are using anger. Yes. Because what happens when someone's mad with you and it's unexpected? Our first reaction is to say, okay, 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 I'll take care of it. I'll do it. You know, our defenses are completely down and then animosity may build in us mm. because we felt bullied. So mm. it's still on. You may win the first round, but it's it's still on now, the anger in all directions. But it's common with children, for example. You know, when we have got children or rearing children, parents often get angry with their children saying, why have you done this or you should do that? Or I've told you 10 times not to do this and there you go, you've done it again. So you know, we get angry and it's a way of controlling children. But you can see that in education too, how teachers and in some schools, anger is used to manage groups of people. But of course it happens in organizations too. Leaders use it uh, as a way of control, uh, as you said earlier. But the other way anger impacts us is we want to leave a relationship, don't we? <laughs> So many relationships break up. Do you have something to add to that? I mean, I, I call it the broken branch theory in that we go back and forth with one another and you don't know at what point that's the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of the anger that is shown. You can say something that you cannot get back from. The relationship cannot recover from. Yes. It has opened wounds in or triggered wounds that already existed in people. 
Yes. But we don't know anybody's story, so we don't know what that point is for others. I met an old man the other day, um, and he'd come to do some work in the garden, and we just got chatting. And I asked him about his kids. He said, I have a son. I haven't spoken to him in 30 years. Because we had one angry interchange or in, in exchange. And from that, he just took so much offense that he's not spoken to me for 30 years. I've not met the grandchildren, you know, all of that heartache that follows just from one episode of anger. So that's why uh, it's so important that we understand the roots of it in our own thinking. And I suppose, lastly, it can begin a cycle of violence. Wait, wait uh, can we address Neil's question? Go ahead. What are our thoughts on anger and ego? Neil, I just wrote a book that may be coming in the fall. It's called Ego on Front Street. And it's really how our egos can get so aggressive with each other because in my definition, ego is all about itself and it's all about the separation. And it can put us in positions, like I said, that we cannot get back from. It can drive some of this confusion and conflict because it fuels itself on that. So that's a, that's a really great conversation. Manuj, you have any input on the anger, anger and the ego? Well, the thing is, we think the ego is separate from being human, but it's part of being human. The sense of I is the ego. So when you're saying you're angry, it occurs because of two things. I think it's because either the I feels threatened and we respond with anger, as maybe you know is happening in Russia right now, or the I feels hurt. The psychological sense of I. The physical body is different, but the psychological sense of me, I, feels hurt or threatened. So any of those two can trigger anger. So that's very, very much part and integrated into. But understanding what's going on brings illumination. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's going on in our thinking that we may or may not be aware of that is behind our anger? First of all, we always justify our anger, don't we? <laughs> Has anyone said, I'm angry and I'm wrong? <laughs> yes. So we always um, justify our anger. And we think it's caused by the other person mm. or the situation. Mm. And this is what the mind does. It presumes that our anger comes from the outside. Mm. But actually, if one looks really carefully, anger is a reaction from our own thinking to whatever's happening in the world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we just don't see that. It's only recently, the other day, I met uh, a, a man who said for the first time in his life, he realized after going through the anger module in our app, that his anger came from him, not from his wife. And he said it <laughs> completely transformed their relationship because he understood for the first time that anger is a reaction from his own thinking, from a feeling of being behind our anger is the feeling of being hurt or being disappointed in, in some way. Some expectation uh, is not met. What about control? Do you think it's easy to have control once you get angry? 
I've not seen too many people control in control when they're angry. Yes. And as we talked the other day, Manoj, anger is a continuum. Um, it starts as anger, which is a strong feeling of annoyed or hostility. Then it can go to rage, and that's kind of defined as great anger. Or it can go to fury, which is being defined as violent anger. Or it could even go to wrath, which is that need to get vengeance or revenge or punish someone. So there's a continuum. So once you start down that road of anger, um, who knows? And the problem to me with anger is that it's like a volcano. When you take the top off, all suppressed emotions will come up through that opening and create intensity in situations that don't even call for that. But, but that's the emotion that was running underneath that needed to be expressed. So it all gets filtered in the same direction. Yes. Um, John D says it's uh, being out of control. And we'll talk about how you can use your breath, Pallav, to uh, manage it. Mm. Okay. So we, we've said that anger behind anger is a sense of being hurt and uh, having unmet expectations, but also um, comes this fear, isn't it? If I'm afraid of being attacked, then I can respond with anger. I feel threatened in some way. I lash out. Um, and in some cases, it's physical, like war. In other cases, it's verbal um, in relationships. Um, the other point is that the patterns of anger repeat themselves, don't they? The same trigger will cause the same reaction each and every time. Every time your son or daughter leaves a cup, you know, on a whatever, unwashed, you'll have the same reaction or whatever it might be that triggers your anger. So the same pattern repeats itself. And if you're just watchful, you'll notice that in yourself and you'll notice it in others. So that's the beauty of understanding what's happening in your own thinking, because it gives you real insight into how other people are thinking because you and we're all the same human being deep down. The emotion of anger is the same, whether you're in Norway or um, you know, South Africa, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, we have a long list of expectations, don't we, from the people we're closest to. Mm -hmm. I'm sure your mother has a very long list of expectations from <laughs> you, Robert, which she may not have from other people, she knows, right? <laughs> So it's our unmet expectations that can result in anger. And that's why we are more angry sometimes with the people paradoxically we're closest to mm -hmm. than you know, friends and further people who are further in our uh, orbit. Um, okay. And uh, yes, Palav says there's maybe a sense of insecurity that, um, which is again, fear that can trigger our anger. And if you can break this pattern, as Ajay says, then um, you know that is what brings freedom. So if you can watch that pattern, beginning is when you know you have the opportunity of being free. Um, now we talked about how anger strengthens our ego. Do you want to talk about that, Robin? How anger strengthens our ego? Yes. 
um, to me, as I said before, the ego is all about separation. Mm. You know, from a spiritual perspective, we are all connected. Mm. We are all one. Mm. We are, we come from the same creator. We have differences, but they're superficial. Mm. And so there's a need for us as humans to connect to one another. But there's also a need in us to be in control, to be in balance. And if we perceive something that takes us out of balance, now we get early patterns that say, if this happens, that's going to take me out of balance. If that happens, now we have beliefs to me that are created that we perceive as we continue to live life. But some of those beliefs are so outdated that it's causing a reaction. We're trying to anticipate somebody doing the same thing to us that happened to me 10, 15, 20 years ago. And sometimes we're reacting to things that don't even exist in our current reality. Right, so you mentioned some really important ones there. One is my conditioning creates my expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I expect my wife to do the cooking, as I said, we talked about the other day. And if she doesn't, I'll get angry. I'll blame her for my anger. I'll be justified. And I won't see behind that is my unmet expectation and my unconscious conditioning. Mm -hmm. If I could see that clearly, then my anger would not erupt. You know, I'd see that it's an issue I need to to deal with and learn from and so on. But also, I think our anger strengthens our ego because I feel a certain pleasure, a subtle pleasure in being right. I'm so certain that I'm right and you're wrong, that that also can strengthen my sense of me. And of course, anything that does that brings pleasure. So, okay. Yeah, I I think the strengthening of the ego in that situation comes from the ego's need to pressure people into agreement. Right. Right. Because then it argues and then it's forceful. And then if it, and that's how it's gaining energy in the resistance it's feeling from others. Yes. So anything that justifies my conditioning, my sense of being right, etc., makes me feel better. Um, mm-hmm. And as uh, John Lee said, patterns and limiting beliefs that are not our own in the first place, they've come from our <laughs> conditioning, right? So yeah. we are unaware of these until we examine ourselves. And that's what the whole Human Wisdom Project's about. It's about examining ourselves and more deeply how our mind functions, which is what we've done. Okay, so how can we use this deeper understanding of how our minds are, what's causing anger, what's behind it, and things that we're not aware of? How can we use that understanding to respond to anger with wisdom, Robin. Do you want to start? Think of one thing we could do when we're angry to respond in a better way. The thought that's coming to me because I'm a spiritual person is some phrases that come out of a book called A Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. And A Course in Miracles in the workbook section says, nothing that I see means anything okay i give everything all the meaning that it has i'm not upset for the reason that i think i'm upset because i'm seeing only the past 
So like John B says, if we can understand these patterns that are coming out of our past, that's, that's the understanding we need to be able to make the changes to our current reality. So we stop projecting the past into our current now. So we're talking really of understanding your conditioning, your past influences. Yes, past influences. I think that's the biggest block and the biggest fueler of the current anger. Because you're certain the way you see things is the only way to see things. And how we see things comes from, of course, our unconscious conditioning. Like I gave the example of how I wanted my wife to do all the cooking, for example. Uh, or if I have an unmet expectation, my son doesn't call me on my birthday, I get really upset, I blame him for hurting my feelings and I get angry with him, you know, the cycle. Of course, if I get angry with him, he's gonna get angry back with me. I'll say, well, you didn't call me on my birthday. He said, but dad, you didn't do this for me. And you know how the whole thing goes on and on. Um, okay. So the first thing I think is anger is part of being human not to criticize it as right. Because if you say it's wrong, then you can't examine it. Then you're, you're trying to use your willpower to control it and that doesn't work. Because <laughs> all you're doing is suppressing it, Robin, right? You said right. that's not, not healthy either. Um, we talked about that last week. Uh, and maybe the first step is to learn to spot it arising in the first place, to have that sense of, that sensitivity in our own thinking, to have a mind that's calm. Because if a mind's already agitated, then you only need a very small extra drop of water for it to spill over. But mm -hmm. if your mind is already calm, then you can spot that volcano beginning to rise and you can do something about it. Right? Anything else you can think of that we, allows us to respond to anger with wisdom? Um, just the just the patterns the you know a lot of us have had things happen to us that we didn't fully process emotionally right anger is an emotional energy it's energy that to me that's just been blocked and unexpressed and it comes out in different ways so it's understanding where we've been hurt or wounded emotionally potentially where we can begin to uh, deal with that and situations that happen remind us of these old wounds and that is what we tend to be reacting to so it's inter it's interrupting that pattern of what that belief is that keeps that continuity going i think one of the things that works for me is to completely take ownership of my own anger mm. to to realize it's not coming from outside it's coming from inside and I can also realize it's damaging me and it can damage my relationship and all the other things that can happen. So it's up to me to do something about it. So the first step is I stop blaming you for it. And that is such an important first step because I take ownership and I ask myself, what is it teaching me? What can I learn? And then underneath that, I see, oh, I'm hurt for this reason or I'm disappointed for that reason. And I can explore where my expectations come from. And then rather than expressing my anger, what I find really helpful is to express my disappointment or my hurt. So when my son doesn't call me on my birthday, rather than get shout at him, I'll just say, hey, you know, you really hurt my feelings. 
oh, I felt really bad that you didn't call. Then his response is also, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry, Dad, I forgot, or whatever it was. You know, I got busy. Whereas if I shout at him, he's just going to shout back. <laughs> you see, and that's a common thing. Um, okay. And, but you talked about not suppressing it, Robin. So you want to ex expand on that? Uh, as I said, inner, yeah, anger is energy. And uh, if, we, if we don't suppress it, then we allow ourselves to express. I'm a big fan of feeling what you feel in that moment. Be authentic. Do not try to me to analyze your anger in the moment of the anger when you're feeling out of control. Feel it, release it, and then start that process of why was I triggered? All the questions, all the self-inquiry you want to do. Why was I triggered? Where has that happened to me before? Why do I feel like this? Why am I so upset about this? You will see your own patterns that will emerge, but I think that's the, the beginning of the answer. Or is there another way to look at the same situation? Right. Because why does the other person, be curious, why does the other person see things so differently to me? Mm. Right. What's going on? What makes them see things so differently to the way I see things? And just to be curious about that, rather than you know, raising your voice to say, no, no, I'm right. And the other person says the same. And of course, there's no, con no coming together. So anger drives people apart. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the key thing to understand. And while I completely endorse the, what you said about not suppressing it, but how you express it is up to you. Right? To feel it completely, to learn from it, but not to express it in a way that's going to harm you and somebody else. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. To me, as you continue to allow the anger to release, hmm. it's kind of like letting the air out of a balloon. Hmm. If you release the air and get underneath of what's driving that, you never get back to that same level of anger on that particular subject. So as you take subject by subject, belief by belief, and release the emotional energy, you, get, you give yourself more room to do what you are saying. And that is to be able to think it through, to be able to hear the other side, because you're not triggered in the same way. So there are two phases of it, aren't there? One is in the moment of anger. What's the first aid you can apply? Which is breathing, counting to 10, Mm -hmm. stepping away, saying, hey, can we talk about this later? Mm -hmm. Practical first aid things. But then the real work begins, as you said, examining why you got angry. What can you learn about yourself? What can you learn about others? What can you learn about anger itself, which we've talked about? So many different things that we can learn. And Gopalan said, you know, to respond rather than react. But mm -hmm. to respond, you need the depth of this understanding and you need a mind that's calm and for both of those you need mm -hmm. wisdom um, but can also be a force for change can't it mm -hmm. you can channelize this sense of injustice to bring change and the african-american community in the united states has done that uh, well for decades now right? and that work is still ongoing because mm -hmm. all that injustice has been channelized into as you said, changing laws and lobbying and, and Martin Luther King did that, you know, with 
nonviolence as the central key of his work. So I think if you can channelize your anger without violence, it can become a force for change in the world. Okay. But, I, but remember, Manuj, I also said, but sometimes the anger may, may escape to that next level of rage or fury because you were not hurt. And, and sometimes it can't be controlled at that point with that level of, of suppression or oppression. That's, that's part of why we see riots and things that happen of that nature because the anger has been suppressed or oppressed for so long with no escape that creates that next wave. Sometimes that wave of anger is what is needed in situations that then say, oh, we cannot function like this. We cannot live at this level. You see, so we must make the adjustments on both sides. Sometimes one side who has the power, they don't have to adjust. And sometimes it, it takes a, a certain level of reaction to say you must adjust. Yes. I think the key is to be able to do it consciously mm. when you're in complete and full control of what's happening. Whereas if you do it without any control, which, which is what anger does. Yes. So we're not saying that injustice doesn't have to be tackled or the situation doesn't need to be tackled, whatever it might be, but it can be done in a way that's intelligent. And as Johnny said, to respond rather than to lose control. Because as soon right. as you've lost control, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might end up getting hurt too. So right. that's the main thing. Okay. So let me take a moment before we open it up to everyone uh, for a chat. I'm going to take a moment to show you around the Human Wisdom app and some of the key things that um, you can that are helpful on this journey of managing our own anger. And then we'll come back and I hope you've got your questions or comments ready so we can discuss them. Um, and we'll welcome your um, feedback. So this is the um, Human Wisdom app and it's at humanwisdom.me. It's on the internet, uh, the computer, but also on your phones. And it goes basically top to bottom and right to left. Uh, and um, coming down further, when it comes to understanding your emotions, there's an entire section on anger where all the points we've discussed and more will be there. So we talk about exploring anger, the nature of it, how to respond to with wisdom, and there's a meditation on releasing anger. There are also some stories here which link to anger um, and explain how people have used their wisdom to overcome it. So if you just take a quick look at how we can respond to anger with wisdom. I love this line, that it's an opportunity to learn about yourself. So if you take that opportunity, then you can grow as a person. But if you don't take that opportunity, then that pattern is destined to repeat itself. Um, now we have some short audio podcasts and there's a transcript of that um, here. Uh, you can share this screen with others. Uh, you can write a note to yourself, which goes into your online journal, or you can bookmark that page for later. Uh, Confucius said, when you're angry, think of the consequences, which is the last thing you think of <laughs> when you get angry. And, you know, there's so many occasions in the world where the cycle of anger is so predictable. You can see that happening. 
you know, one person is killed here, and then before you know it, a million people have died. Uh, look at the First World War, you know, and how it triggered that. So if you're not in immediate danger, just ask yourself that one question, because it protects you from physical harm. You have time to respond. Take your time. There's no need to rush. Um, and you can interrupt the automatic anger reaction through a breathing exercise. And I want to show you, I'll show you what the breathing exercises we, we have. So there are a few things you can do. Breathe, walk away, or say, can we talk about this um, later? And um, so the key thing to realize is, as I said, it's a reaction from our own thinking. And you may not be able to control the anger reaction in you, but you can always manage the way you're responding. And this is such an important um, ability. You know, when you look at a bird flying across the sky, you can just watch it without thinking. You don't have to think about. So when you feel this emotion rising, if you can be with that feeling like that, without even naming it as anger, without thinking, your anger can dissolve. And the reason it does that is because behind all anger is thinking. If there's no thinking, there's no anger. If you can meet anger without thinking, just be with it completely. And it's a skill we can all learn. I'll show you how you can do that on the app. Then your anger can dissolve straight away. Um, and of course, even if you do nothing, your anger will eventually go away. So just have to wait it out. Throughout the app, we have these question and answer screens. So this is an online journal. Um, but, you know, I'll leave you to explore that in more detail. Uh, up here, there is a module called Get Support Now. So if you're angry, just have to watch this 10-minute video. Hi, welcome to this short film exploring 16 different ways we can respond to anger with intelligence. So all the things we've talked about are here. And of course, when you're angry, and if you've got this in your pocket, you can immediately, uh, it's a resource for you to be able to remind yourself of all the different intelligent ways you can respond. But all of us can nurture a quiet mind, whatever you want to do, whether it's a nature meditation or breathing or a formal meditation practice, all of these can help us have a mind that's calm. So when you're triggered, you have space, you have that pause where your intelligence can operate. Okay, I'm going to stop there, stop and um, open it up for a discussion. Um, okay, um, who would like to begin? John B, do you want to get the ball rolling and tell us what you think? No pressure. No pressure. Um, Hello, John B. <laughs> John D. Johns well, is from Atlanta in Georgia. Hi, John B. Hello. Um, so the thing that I would like to say, and I had a uh, opportunity to visit this just 48 hours ago, um, is the, the being with is going to take a different form, I think, for different people. But the longer we can practice noticing, oh, that's happening, and then taking a breath, right? So someone mentioned breathing. Yeah, but I can't do a breathing practice until I've gotten to that place where that pattern has become practiced enough where it shows up. So taking a breath is a lot easier for me 
I also am a big fan about working with the body because the body knows long before the brain catches up mm. when I mean, of mm. course, is our prefrontal cortex, mm. right? This is the last to know. Mm. So I'm a big fan of working with my body, mm. including what I would call emotional first aid kind of techniques. That's not a brand, that's mm. an area, right? Where my inquiry begins into, what was that? I've already started working into the, wait a minute, the breath, the body, so that I can give myself that skosh of time to yes. go, okay, okay, okay. I love what you said, Manoj, about taking ownership. Mm. It's almost like, what was that? But it's applied to me. I'm touching me, I'm touching the eye. I'm yes. thinking of the eye right now. And thinking, of course, is just a loose word here because I'm really offline when I'm angry. So I believe that this has a lot to do with learning how to, as you said, take ownership and sit with it. But we can do somatic kinds of things until we can come to a place where then we can think about the thinking that's behind what's going on. Because generally, I think like we've all been gnawing around, we're reacting, we're not thinking. We're reacting to past thinking. Mm. Right? That's my two cents. Probably reframe it slightly in my own, I didn't, myself. I didn't, yeah, I I didn't say it was my fault. Either, you see what I mean? Yeah. In a sense, if we look at being human ourselves, I am also inconsistent. I also disappoint people. Mm -hmm. I'm also contradictory. I contradict myself sometimes. I don't live up to my own expectations of myself sometimes. I disappoint people without meaning to disappoint them as well sometimes, right? But I also act from my self-interest from my unconscious conditioning, from my fear. And if I really journey inside, I realize that's what being human is. And that allows me to live with compassion for others who don't live up to my expectations, who act from their self-interest, who act from their conditioning, from their fear, because I realize I am the same human being deep down that they are. And that understanding is what brings compassion and allows me to forgive, forget, move on, not be angry, all of those things. Um, when you're in an authority position, it's much easier to be angry with others. You see that in restaurants, you know, with customers having a go at waiters or waitresses or in any place where there's a service industry. And we is so justified you get angry because you know people can't hurt you or harm you back. They can't shout back at you. And I think uh, we just need to be careful of that too because that's an easy trap to fall into for all of us. Okay, Robin, do you want to add anything before we start winding up? Or you wanna summarize things? Wow, it was a fabulous discussion. Once again, I think to interrupt this pattern of anger. Anger is not good or bad, it's information. And if we can take the information we're being shown and make our own adjustments, oh, what a world we could have. You know, a lot of it comes out of conditioning. We are automatically responding to things. We're not even clear. A lot of the anger is running in a subconscious way. 
So I think awareness is the first key that we can have. As we allow ourselves to express the anger, as Jenny said, then at some point we don't even get back to that level of anger when we can begin to take ownership and it's my perception that is causing my reaction. Now we get a chance to make an adjustment that could be helpful to ourselves and to others. So my that's kind of that's a great conversation to have. What a great point, Robin. My perception is causing my anger. <laughs> I think that's a great uh, point to end on. So um, please have a look at our website. It's humanwisdom.me. It's free to browse. Uh, if you want to subscribe, um, you can do that through the site. It gives you access to everything. Follow us on um, social media. We're on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and so on, Human Wisdom. But it's been a pleasure to uh, have all of you join us. So thank you so much. I'll share this um, conversation with you all. Uh, Robin's put her details in the chat if you'd like to reach out to her. And I'll share that with you as well. So um, thank you very much, everyone, and uh, have a nice weekend. This podcast came to you from the Human Wisdom Project. To find out more about all the issues we've discussed today, please visit our website, humanwisdom.me. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye-bye.